about some topics I want to talk about, but... <laughs> we can do that for other ones. This one's good. <laughs> People can just listen to us blabbering to each other. <laughs> That's good enough. Yeah. Why not? I've, I've heard enough, po- enough entertaining podcasts that are exactly like that. Oh well, yeah, those are the most entertaining. <laughs> they are, yeah. Um, so have you have you heard that uh, Katrina is leaving in summary today? Yeah, I saw that. I, I didn't know it was today. I thought it was next week for some reason, but I guess yeah. it's today. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm really sorry to see her go. Um, I think we're a pretty good community manager. Not that Tash was bad at all, but let's hope we get someone competent, <laughs> as competent next. Yeah, I gotta get back on the forums more. It's hard. I have a hard time with message boards because it started off with the View Skew one um, for Kevin Smith movies. There was a View Skew message board that was around, God, probably since 95, 96, I don't know. It was way old, and then at first it started off as like one of those really old um, WWW ones where it would just be like a, a list of links of, of the posts or whatever before it turned into one of like the PHP ones. But it was on there, and it was like, it was awesome because he was on it. So him and Jason Mewes and, like, Brian Johnson and all of them would be posting on there all the time. And then there was Ming, the guy who runs, who's in the comic book guy's show in the store or whatever. But then, like, when it turned into, like, the bigger board and there would be more stuff and they'd have, like, big events and meetups all the time. And I was always jealous because I never got to go. And then they had (laughs) drawing for, um... I think it was one of, it was like Vulgarathon where they were going to show all the movies um, and Jason Mewes is coming back and actually you had to write in like why you thought you should go and I got in to go but they weren't going to pay for travel and it ended up being like three months before my wedding so I'm like I can't afford to drive down to New Jersey from Northern Ontario three months before my wedding and drive back so I didn't get a chance to go but it was a whole community and we did like we did the Secret Santa thing every year, and, you know, a lot of them had meetups, and then they started going in, um, the, there's a street hockey tournament in Southern Ontario every year for Walter Gretzky, and so, I guess, because Kevin Smith turned into such a huge fan, the first year he actually paid for the teams to go in and, like, bought all the jerseys, and there's, like, five different teams, so there was, like, you know, the Monroeville Zombies, like, from Zach and Mary, and a bunch of other ones, but it got to the point where, like, it started to fall apart because he left and he kind of just bailed to go to Twitter and I guess he just got bored with the message board and he sort of just turned into like, I'm just going to sit on Twitter and just smoke weed and talk about Wayne Gretzky all day. So everyone else just kind of left and there was a bunch of people on it that just turned like nasty. I mean, you get the typical message board trolls and just started like, you know, fights on there to the point where it got shut down and then... They opened up a new one, and then that got shut down because people just turned nasty again. So it was like, well, after that, 
all those people that used to go there and spend all their time, they were kind of like, what do we do now? <laughs> and I think that's like also like about when I started my website, Little Geek Lost, because I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I'm, you know, spent all my time for the last 10 years on this one website, this one forum. And now it kind of just got like dispersed across the internet and half went like to this other board they made and then half just like went to Facebook and, and so now it's like, I try to get back into other ones. Like Geek, it was awesome when Geek and Sundry came around because I was like, sweet, other, you know, forum I can get on to and join with. But now it's just, I think I just have a hard time finding time to be on there now between that and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and, Checking a million other sites daily, but I'd, I'd like to be a part of it more. I'd like to get on there more. I try and post when I can, but I don't know how people yeah, do it's, it. <laughs> it's it's pretty much the same for me. I was in no social media platforms at all um, when I got on the forums because I've always been kind of a forums guy. Sometimes on the chat, but well, mainly ICQ back in the days. And, um, well, um, so, uh, I got, uh, somehow got on G+. Okay. I'm not sure if it really had to do with the YouTube comments. I think the YouTube, commenting on YouTube came actually later because I already had the G+, account, and then they, they made it a requirement to, to comment on YouTube videos, so I didn't really have to make an, an extra YouTube account. <laughs> so, <laughs> that somehow happened. And then I got on Twitter, like, I don't even know, some month ago, probably, not that long ago. I think it was, was this year only? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think it was last month. Yeah. Yeah, a little more than, whatever. So, and, and I really see that I've got, um, um, tweet deck on pretty much all day, if I can, and, um, yeah, yeah I, I visit the forums less, definitely. I think that, like, with, with other ones though, it's almost, like, if the forum was more, like, Twitter and condensed, I think I'd have an easier time with it. I mean, I know you can set, like, certain posts to be your favorites and track them that way, and maybe I just need to do that, rather than sitting there and trying to dig through each one and be like, oh, I need to get caught up on this one and that one. And I mainly just go on there to see what people are <laughs> posting on their pods and their vlogs and track them down on there. I do love that that site's around, though. I mean, the whole Geek and Sundry community is just phenomenal. And, like, just the support of people on there and, you know, how nice everyone is, it's it's crazy. I mean, you don't really find that on the Internet. <laughs> on the Internet, it's so easy to be a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy. <laughs> and, and there's one really interesting thing. Um, before Geek and Sundry came around, there was uh, WatchTheGuild.com. I think the website still exists, but they had forums too. Oh. And I know that most of the uh, the Guild people, obviously Felicia was on there, and um, I think Ryan Day was on there too. And um, there was this um, companion cast or podcast, uh, Knights of the Guild, that Jenny Powell was on, who's now producer for the Vlogs channel. And um, Kenny Midlider was the other guy, I think. And um, they actually interviewed people from the Geek and Sundry, uh, no, sorry, from the, the Guild community back oh, in those yeah. days. And um, I think we've got no one on the Geek and Sundry forums or in the Geek and Sundry community who used to be in that community. <laughs> so that whole community somehow died. 
Yeah. And uh, this new community, which, and if you listen to, uh, I've listened to some of the old Matt's uh, uh, podcasts, I think I've listened to most of them. Um, so I, I started with the latest ones and then got back to the really old ones, so I've got a gap in the middle somewhere. Um, but it really sounds like it was just as, as, and, and just as awesome community as the Geek and Sunny communities now. Yeah. But it somehow disappeared. I think that... Kind of like what you described with the other board. Yeah, I think it's, it's like, usually with those, it's one thing. And you take out, there's like the catalyst that holds it all together, and when you take that one thing out, that's it. And I think that's kind of like what happened with Fusky. Once Kevin Smith kind of abandoned us for Twitter, and that's how a lot of us felt. Like, he, he made this board. There was no other board where you could go and talk to a celebrity, especially one of his caliber that was making movies. I mean, yeah, you could talk to, like, minor celebrities and stuff. But, I mean, there was nowhere else where you could sit there and talk to him and talk to his wife. And when we did the Secret Santas, they were a part of it. I got to send Jen a gift one year for the Secret Santa, and it was awesome. You know, and then when they're just like, oh, we're just going to go and I'm just going to sit on Twitter and I'm not going to come on the board anymore. And everyone else is kind of like, well, I guess we'll still stay here and do our thing. But there was like, you know, a few tight knit groups. But then when same thing, like when he was just like he left, a bunch of people left. And then when the board died, it was kind of like, that's it. And I don't even see any of those people moved on to any other ones either they just kind of went to facebook and twitter and everything so maybe with the other guild one it was kind of like when geek and sundry started up they're just like well maybe we'll just go away (laughs) or like you know maybe it's not our thing or maybe they just didn't want to you know maybe they just wanted to focus on the guild stuff and didn't want to become a part of something bigger yeah maybe i I really don't know i I would be really interesting so uh, I would be really interested in hearing that. Track some of them down. I'm a good internet detective. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it shouldn't be too difficult. I think the forums there still exist somehow, even though they are pretty much abandoned. So they will have some social media links or whatever in the profile. So it shouldn't be too hard. I, I never really got down to it. but Yeah, you could probably find them pretty easily. Look at the screen names. Shit like that. I'm good internet detective. There's not much I can't find on Google. <laughs> friend always yeah. laughs about it because she'll call me when she needs something like tracked down like I am Google. So <laughs> <laughs> I love the show Catfish on MTV. I don't know if you've I seen that. No, no. It's, um, it's basically like people that meet other people online like have online relationships and they think one of them's lying or they want to meet up so then the host on mtv go and like try and get them to meet up and it's usually like they end up busting one of the people for being a lie like whether they're lying about the whole thing whether they're lying about what they look like whether it's just another person screwing with them but they go down and start tracking them and doing reverse image searches and checking out their phone numbers and everything and i watch the show i'm like i can do all that i do all that (laughs) I like yeah, it's really not that hard. I'm good at that shit. I'm good at busting people. <laughs> <laughs> I will catch you in yeah. the eye. <laughs> I love to be a private yeah. detective. <laughs> I think it's really not as cool of a job as a job as um, um, uh, the um, movies have taught us. But. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in your car all day taking pictures. <laughs> 
And that's the great part about it. So really, it's like you're sitting there for a whole week taking one picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and even if you're successful, most cases are, uh, well, some some marital issues yeah. or whatever. So you pretty much, whatever news you bring, it's still shitty news. Yeah. So even if you know your, your, your spouse is, is not doing anything, so you... They will A, not believe you, or B, feel like an idiot and have C, um, pretty much kind of um, broken, or not broken, but they, they, they did something shitty by hiring a private eye in the first place. Yeah, exactly. It turns out that there was nothing into it. Well, and, or it's the other way too, right? It's the ones who are, who are actually doing the cheating that sit there and accuse the other one of doing it because they feel guilty they're doing it. Oh, yeah. And you get I'm, s- I'm so happy that I've left behind shitty relationships like <laughs> way more than a decade ago. Yeah, I met my husband when I was 16 and he was 20, so... <laughs> We've been, been together since then. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've been with my girlfriend for 14 years or something now, and we were both back in school in those days, so, yeah. We, we sometimes joke that um, the real reason we, we stay together and we work so well together is because we sometimes like to look at the alternatives, <laughs> and there are really, really none. Yeah. That's a really unromantic but really good reason to stay <laughs> together. <laughs> It's like my shitty town. It's all full of rednecks. <laughs> rednecks and douchebags and jerks. <laughs> and it's there's 100,000 people, but for a city that big, it's a really small town. Like, you always see someone you know or, you know, someone who knows someone you know, like a friend of a friend. And You can't go to the mall without even – like, I don't even know that many people, but there will still be, like, I always see people I know. Yeah. And you think if this big a town wouldn't be that way, but it is, so shit gets around shouldn't, fast. <laughs> shouldn't Canadian rednecks be called something like blue necks because their necks actually get frozen <laughs> and, and not burned when walking outside? Uh, you still get sunburn. <laughs> yeah, sunburn oh, yeah. for one I mean, month a year. Yeah. <laughs> and you can get, get, get great sunburn in the winter too, so. Yeah. My husband, he cuts, he has longer hair and he cuts it off when he goes to work in the summer to stop the bugs and he gets burnt in the back of his neck. it <laughs> 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 every year. Yeah. It's nice that it's summer now for a little bit. We get summer from end of May till October. And then it's snow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, in Canada, I think. <laughs> I don't know if you... I don't know if you've seen the picture from my home office. Um, I was sitting out on the patio, um, and it was a really nice day today. And me and my colleagues actually uh, went uh, to a park where they've got pancakes, all you can eat for uh, our lunch break. And we sat there stuffing ourselves with uh, pancakes um, on, on uh, well, outside and um, kind of in the half shadow under the trees. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nice. I could use like two or three degrees more, but that's about it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice right now. It hasn't gotten too hot yet. It'll actually get pretty hot in the summer for the little bit that we have it. So it's nice in between right now. 
for a little bit longer anyways, and then it'll be too hot. <laughs> yeah, my, my problem is mainly with the changes in, in the weather or temperatures mainly because um, I can get used to pretty much everything, but I need at least a week. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's not that often that we've got really nice weather, at least in, in northern Germany, um, 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 for more than a week before it gets cold again. So the, the moment I'm used to it, it gets cold. <laughs> but the weather in Cologne is actually much nicer than in northern Germany, I have to say, I have to admit. How far away is it from you? Mm, 300 and some kilometers, I think. That's not too bad. fifty. It's, it's really not that bad. Yeah. And the, the A1 goes uh, pretty much uh, all the way the main autobahn. So if it's not like a long holiday weekend like this one um, uh, or anything like that, it's it's pretty pretty short way or short travel by car. And I can use the long distance bus or the train to the connections are not too shitty there. And the bus is actually really, really cheap. And they've got Wi-Fi on the bus if you've got a good one, and 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 um, it plugs on every seat, so you can nice. plug in your laptop or whatever and play games while you're traveling. That's pretty sweet. We've just got shitty buses. <laughs> yeah, they, they, there actually was a law in place in Germany that prohibited um, regular bus connections between cities um, because the um, the railroad company was um, run by the government or by the state. Um, um, or by, by, yeah, by, by the government. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so it, it wasn't privately owned. And um, so they had a law in place to prevent, prevent um, any um, any competition. Oh, yeah. And they they cancelled that law just some years ago, and so some bus connections, long distance bus connections, popped up, and they are pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I was always kind of jealous of like the trains and everything in Europe. I mean, for us, the train there's a train that runs across the country called Via Rail right across Canada, except it doesn't stop in my town, even though there's no other town for like eight hours either direction. So it's a big place to stop. It just drives through and you can't get on. So we'd have to drive eight hours to get on the train to go across the country. And I know um, where my husband used to work, uh, one of his coworkers, she went to Europe and she was saying, like, it was amazing just to get the train pass. And you could pretty much just be like, oh, you know, we're staying in London. Let's go to Italy for supper tonight. And you hop the train and, you know, you go there and, you know, you go like, oh, let's go to wherever now. And then you go to, like, another country and... To be able to, yeah, the, to like the, ride the train and not have to worry about it would be awesome. Yeah, the the big hubs are actually really really great connect, greatly connected. So I it, it's actually I can get to from from Cologne I can get to Paris and back in the same time that almost the same time that it gets me to to get here to to Wilhelmshaven in northern Germany where I live uh, the other part of the week. Oh, yeah. um, because I can take one of the fast uh, IC or ICE trains. Um, yeah, it's the ICE train. Um, <laughs> it's actually Intercity Express. Um, but um, so I can I can get on the ICE or the IC um, 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 until some point, but then I have to get into it's called Bummelbahn, um, kind of the slow train, whatever. Uh, in, in, um, um, in, uh, to to get to to the smaller cities. And that pretty much takes, uh, even though it's one third of the way, it 
takes almost the same time than the other two thoughts. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if you if you are in in the big cities, well, you you travel pretty much at three hundred kilometers per hour between them. Yeah. So it's actually, I think it's actually almost an hour faster to get from, um, say, Cologne to Frankfurt um, by train than it is by car. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, so one hour by train, two hours by car. With us, it's pretty much you can travel by car, or you can take take like the shitty Greyhound bus, which takes about five or six hours longer than it would take for you to drive there by car because it has to stop everywhere. And going one way from where I live, because I live, like, right in northern Ontario, so it's, like, a half hour north of the border to Minnesota. So to go... Yeah, west, I know. I, I, I cyber-stalked you to, to find <laughs> out where the city is. Yeah, <laughs> so to go west, it's eight hours by car to get to Winnipeg. And then if you go... The next biggest place east is probably, like, North Bay, maybe, for, like, 40 or 50,000 people. And that's, like, another six or seven hours. When I drove to Ottawa, it took 22 hours to, to get from my town to Ottawa. And then if you go south, we can get to Minneapolis in, like, six hours. <laughs> so it's, like, it's so far every way. And then I took the bus once to Winnipeg, whereas, like I said, driving's eight hours. On the bus, it was ten hours. Which sucks because it's like, you know, you stop everywhere. There's no Wi-Fi or anything on the bus. You stop at the shitty rest stops and it's smelly and gross and you feel like more dirty when you get off the bus than when you got on. <laughs> and it's just killing because I'm like, I just want to get there already. It took forever. And it costs yeah. like, you know, still like a few hundred dollars where it's like, well, I could just pay someone to drive me there, you know, if I don't want to drive it myself. <laughs> That's the shitty thing. Like, yeah, they say in Canada, there's the one road. There is. It's the Trans-Canada Highway, and it's one main highway that goes, you know, west to east across the country. <laughs> so you have to go across that if you want to get anywhere, except for, like, the little offshoots, but essentially the one road across the country. But we don't have, like I said, the trains. I mean, I think Winnipeg and maybe, like, Toronto, Vancouver, you know, like the bigger places – have the trains, but for some reason it doesn't come here, and it's like a big chunk of the country. I think it costs like a fortune too. It's super expensive to even go. Yeah, the, the trains are rather expensive here too. Um, you can get some cheap tickets with some tricks, so you can travel in in, uh, in the morning hours when uh, everybody's going to work, but you have to take later trains, and you can only take regional trains, then which are the slow trains, and which stop at. Uh, what the Germans say is they uh, stop at jeder uh, Milchkanne, which is like they stop at every uh, milk bottle there is on the way. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so um, the trains are rather expensive, and um, well, but the, the, the as I said, the buses are really cheap. To get from here to Cologne is like 18 euros okay. if you book it, book it early enough, one way. And I um, I drive a rather small car, and if I don't go too fast, it's it's well, um, it's it's not a gas guzzler at all. Um, well, if I put the pedal to the metal, it is kind of. <laughs> well, okay. I think I think the the maximum fuel consumption of my car is, is still lower than the uh, minimum fuel consumption of most U.S. cars, for example. <laughs> Do you drive a German car? No, a French car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I drive a Peugeot 107. 
I've, I've worked for some. I'm, I'm, well, I'm a German engineer, and I have actually worked for Volkswagen. <laughs> That's so. why you don't drive their cars, eh? Um, no, maybe because I can't afford it, or I couldn't afford it at the time when I bought my car, and I don't see the reason to change my car uh, when it's still working. So yeah, I drive a I drive a Dodge because there's no Canadian cars really, but I used to drive Pontiacs, and the two cars I've ever had that were imports that were Hondas from Korea were just shit. Complete lemons, and I refuse to drive imports anymore. <laughs> only buy cars made in North America. <laughs> well, my, my car is actually called uh, the Citroën, which would translate to this lemon, but it's mainly because <laughs> of the color, because it's really bright lemon yellow. Oh, yeah. Isn't there like well, a I, Citron one or something, too? Yeah, yeah. Like the um, cars, Citron or something? Yeah. Um, Cit- Citroen and uh, Peugeot actually developed the uh, model I drive together, and so there's an almost identical Citroen um, version of my car. Oh, yeah. And I think some Asian um, car manufacturer was in it, too. I would tend to say it's Toyota, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but but actually, like- when I... When I put my big bag of games uh, in my car, um, the the back seat is pretty much full, and I, I don't have a glove compartment in the front; it's in the back, so I don't really have a trunk. <laughs> That's kind of weird. It's like British cars, <laughs> where the trunks in the front and the engines in the back. Though they've got German cars like that too. Most Porsches have most old Porsches have uh, the engine in the back. Well, I, I do have a trunk, but it's it's you can hardly call it a trunk because well, um, it's like small, <laughs> <laughs> so it's more glove compartment size than than trunk size. But I, I have a back seat, and I yeah, I've, I've got a back seat, and I actually have doors back there. So <laughs> <laughs> mine's a it's a, like a crossover between the SUV and minivan. So I've got like a giant. Like trunk space, like an SUV, and then it's cool because there's always little pockets everywhere, which is one of the reasons I got it. So it's got the glove box, but then a glove above the glove box, it's got a pop can cooler, so you can put pop cans in it or bottles of water or whatever. It actually cools it. And then on the dash, there's like another little like pocket, and then the seats flip up, and there's like little pockets underneath those. I'm like, oh, look at all the places I can put stuff. <laughs> How, how do you calculate fuel consumption in, in, or what unit do you use for fuel consumption in Canada? Uh, we use liters and kilometers. Okay, great. So how, how many, um, um, how many, uh, kilometers does your car need on, uh, how many liters does your car need on 100 kilometers? Um, I'm not sure what mine is. I think it's, it's 30 something. It's 30 something liters to, a hundred kilometers. Really? Something like that. Okay. Maybe. My, my car uses like five and a half. If I or don't no, maybe I'm it. thinking of it wrong. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It's confusing. I yeah. Know. I only have to fill it up like once a week or twice, once every week and a half. But I mean, it's, it's got a bigger engine too. I don't know what the fuel consumption is. It's pretty good, though. Okay. So that, then it's probably lower, so... Yeah, because yeah. why am I thinking of this 30, then? Maybe that's miles per gallon. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm getting confused with the miles per gallon from the U.S. We're so Americanized. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, 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 but the metric system is one of the things we, we hold up here, so... Well, yeah, funny, I'm, like, I'm always on, on somebody's YouTube show or whatever, and, and I, I'm like, well, and I was going like 170 kilometers per hour, and they were like, okay, is it fast or anything? Yeah, it's weird because we're kind of like a mix of both. Like, I know kilometers and liters and everything, but then measuring feet and weight, it's in like height, or it's in like inches and pounds. So, yeah. like, I don't know, I'm not like, oh, I'm, you know, 250 centimeters tall. I'm like, oh, I'm six feet tall. And then, you know, I don't know stone or, like, <laughs> kilograms or, like, shit like that. I'm like, oh, it's this much pounds. But, you know, distance is kilometers, although in Canada we measure distance by hours. We don't measure by kilometers. <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's just a weird Canadian thing. But, like I said, you know, we'll say this place is eight hours away. This one's half an hour away. I don't know how far in kilometers it is. I just know it takes me six hours to get there. Yeah, and but that's actually really that's actually really difficult in Germany because we have no general speed limit on the autobahn. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on how fast fast your car goes. <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't really help. <laughs> oh well, Katrina is posting her uh, final desk shot. <laughs> Twitter, now that we are talking, it's really sad. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, my face is starting to hurt. <laughs> they did not give me enough nitrous. I don't think that was fair. I should have got nitrous through the whole thing. And then they're like, okay, you can go. I'm like, oh, I don't even get like prescription for pills or anything. Nope. For yourself, like luckily I had a few T3s left over at home because every time we get them prescribed, we kind of just like hoard them. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need them. But you can't really you just walk into a doctor and be like, I want a prescription for Tylenol 3. So, you know, every time you actually get one, you keep it. <laughs> you very sparingly, so I had a few of those left. I managed to take a couple of those and then took an allergy pill and, and it was about an hour ago, the couch was breathing at me, so I was swimming pretty good. <laughs> Just in there, I'm like, the couch is breathing. Pretty sure I'm high now. Oh, yeah, plus coffee and energy drinks, so. Oh, yeah, great. And no food. <laughs> That's always a great combination, yeah. It's been an interesting day. I'm taking a nap before dinner, now that my dog's finally left me alone. He didn't figure it was that he got a sweet deal because I was home, so it meant that I was going to play with him all day. And I was like, no, I'm home because I'm not feeling well. Fuck off. <laughs> he doesn't understand that, though. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> He's super clingy. Stupid dog. <laughs> He's so clingy. He's clingy because, like, my, my husband, he works all summer out of town, and then he's off in the winter. And so when he was home in the winter, him and the dog bonded. And now it's like yeah. the dog's super devastated every time he leaves because he just walks around crying and wondering where the hell he is, and I'm not good enough. And then so he's all antsy and crying and just wants to go outside and play, and I'm like, just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would really like to have pets, but with uh, me living in two places and my girlfriend actually working more than full-time, um, she's a scientist, and um, yeah, well, she she really likes to be a scientist, too, so she puts a lot of hours into it. Yeah. Um, 
So, um, yeah, well, um, no time for pets, really, and no place for them. And I'm also allergic to cats. I would really also like to have a cat, but I'm allergic to some cats, strangely enough. So we would pretty much have to go to the animal shelter, and my, my girlfriend has had to come out to ha- would have to come out with a cat and rub it on me <laughs> and see, see if anything happens. <laughs> and if, if nothing happens for a day or two, we will probably be fine. <laughs> See which ones you're allergic to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, need to get a fish. I think you just bring a fish with you. It's not like that. I don't like fish, but I don't like all the all the maintenance that yeah. goes with it. Because you have to have to clean up the aquarium, and and well, my dad used to have one, and um, when I was still in school and living with my parents, so. I, um, and it, it usually broke down when he was out of town or something, and so <laughs> we always had fixed some stupid thing on the fucking yeah. aquarium, and it was real royal pain in the butt. Yeah, those new robot dogs from Germany, or from Germany, or <laughs> Japan, <laughs> <laughs> where they have like, robot pets. Yeah, w- what were they called? Igos? No, that yeah. was a car, I think. Igo? Yeah, it was like AI... KO or something, Ico, something yeah. like that. There's actually some league in robot soccer that uh, specialized on, on them because they got so popular that they created an all-known league because all the other robots were kind of dying out because they worked so well. <laughs> so apparently you, you can you can completely program them and let them go on their, um, uh, let them pretty much crawl. So that they have wider area on the on the ground to to catch the ball better and all that. Weird. I don't really know if robot um, soccer still thing it used to be some years ago. The AI is getting a little bit scary for my taste. Yes, it is sometimes. <laughs> but on the other side, it, sometimes it screws up so badly that I'm like, okay, no skynet for us. <laughs> oh, okay. On the other side, a powerful enough AI that then screws up, we are doomed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this has probably been long enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still feel like we've, we've got to cover some ground, but yeah, well. <laughs> it's no different than like any other podcast where it's just people talking randomly about shit. We talked about video games. Yeah, definitely. And coding. Yeah. That's geeky enough. <laughs> <laughs> Should be. I really want to talk a little bit about hashtag activism because um, um, you posted this one picture where the people were like uh, posting under some really important hashtags while someone was getting uh, attacked in the alley right next to the house. Oh yeah, that's a lot of that's just for me being cynical too, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. it, it's so easy for people to just sit there and do nothing, and a lot of that comes from actually like personal experience. Because there was this video on the states, there was a bunch of women saying, "This is my body," and it was like you know a whole pro-choice thing and going against the American government, saying like they can do what they want with their body; they have the right to. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, and I've always been a part of um, the abortion rights coalition in Canada and that whole thing and so I was like you know it'd be cool to do Canadian version and get Canadian women involved in it and it took me probably about three months to even get like 10 people to agree to do it because everyone's like oh yeah I agree with it but 
I don't want to put my face on camera. I don't want my name attached to it. I'm like, well, why are you scared? You know, if you agree with it, what difference does it make? You're not living in Iraq or India where you're going to get arrested for being a woman with an opinion. You know, you shouldn't be afraid to just sit there and say it. And like I said, it took a long time to get, you know, even the few people that I did to get together to put it in the video. And then I get the other end of that was, like, flack from the people. They're like, well, it's not, you know, saying you're like, this is my Canadian body because the American was, this is my body. And it was just, you know, because it was made by people in Canada. And they're like, well, I don't agree with being called Canadian because the whole colonization of Canada. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, you need to settle down. And just try to get people involved with it. So, you know, now it's like a lot of people tend to do the easy thing or the lazy thing where they're like, yeah, I'll agree with this or I'll jump aboard with this. They don't even bother to sign petitions or go out to show up to a protest. We've had protests here. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. They'll bitch about, you know, the, the pro-lifers having their protests. Like, oh, it's horrible and disgusting and, you know... We're like, oh, we'll have one for pro-choice people. Like, okay, that's awesome. And then three people show up. You know, it's yeah. one. I find it's just one of those things where I've seen it happen, and it's so easy for people to just jump on board and be like, hashtag I'm on board, and then go look at videos on YouTube or you know, go wash their dishes or do something else and not think about it anymore and not do anything else. I know there's there's reason behind it, and that you know it does good and it brings it more to the front and when it's trending especially on twitter and more people are seeing it and getting involved and it gets people thinking but it's also so easy for anyone to just be like yep i'm on board just to say that they're on board and then they're like oh i did my social activism you know and they're not really doing anything yeah i, I totally get your point but i i actually don't think that anybody who was going to to actually do something like go to a protest go to a rally or whatever um or write a letter or whatever you can do to, to protest, um, um, will get deterred from that by using, quote-unquote, uh, hashtag activism. Oh, no, I'm not saying that they would get deterred. I think that those people that would go to a protest or something would still go. I, I think it's just more the people that, you know, can't be bothered to actually do something, so they just do this because then it makes themselves feel better. Like, there is people out there that are they're just like, yeah, I agree with that. And then that's it. They won't actually try and make a difference or, you know, show up to a rally or sign a petition even or, you know, share their experience. Even that. Um, I have to take a little break. we back in a second. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no problem. Okay, I'm sorry. That's fine. Right in the middle of the most serious topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my girlfriend is on the bus, and um, I just got some news that um, the bus got delayed and stuff like that, so I didn't know when she, she was coming. And so. 
Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we well, well, really, yeah, really hashtag activism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but I think um, um, using a hashtag to protest on Twitter is actually protesting because um, um, you are doing it in public space, which Twitter definitely is, and um, you show your support for something and. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm absolutely with you that it's the lazy people's way to do, but it's, it's also, it also has a lot of power in that um, you can actually, um, you have both effects of, of usual um, activism in one. You can, you have the, the power in numbers and you, you can show your support uh, by, by just showing up, but you also uh, can get into it and, and get single voices, which you usually can't do at rally or something. Well, there are some speakers and everything, but everybody has a voice with, with these things, So um, and, and, and that's a real powerful thing about it. I agree with that, and it does help bring it, you know, to the forefront and get more people involved that way. It's just, like I said, I'm cynical. I'm a pessimist. I've seen it happen to people where they just take the easy way out. And, you know, personally, where I've gotten involved in stuff and been there where, like, two people show up to an event where they're like, oh, yeah, all these people are going to come out and, you know, trying to get people involved with anything. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely I'm on board with that. And then they don't show up. Whereas they yeah. just be like, oh, yep, I agree, and it's easy for them to say they agree, but not actually even, and even like on Twitter, <laughs> there's all the ones where they're like, you know, people hashtagging it with their stories and sharing their experiences, and then there's ones where they're just like, yep, hashtag, I agree. Well, why though? You know, you're just yeah. saying you agree, you're not even saying why or why you support it or why, you know, you think that it's a good idea. They're just like, yep, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's, <laughs> I've actually done that a lot lately, but with, with less serious topics. Um, I usually wrote what Don said because Don Diego just posted something on Twitter right before I was going to post the same thing. <laughs> um, but you, I think it's, it's up to us then to, to, well, not call them out, but if you see something just agreeing on, on an, an important hashtag, you can always go there and, okay, that's great, um, but... Don't you have some reasons you want to tell us about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we've, we've had that covered now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a mean, hurtful, hateful, cynical person. <laughs> no, absolutely no offense full taken. Of, <laughs> full of spite and vengeance. <laughs> That's like the basics of my soul. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your uh, uh, Skype profile picture right now <laughs> where you kind of threatened to punch me in the face for oh, yeah, one and a half hours now. <laughs> that's my Wonder Woman one. I got my Wonder yeah, Woman it's, hoodie it's, on. It's really I'm great. Playing, I'm Wonder Woman. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> 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 I had because the other one was blonde me and I haven't been blonde in a while, so <laughs> it was misleading. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually put uh, Skype on my Linux machine because before I had uh, Skype on my on my Linux machine only, and the Linux Skype version doesn't get updated that regularly. I think it was like twice since I got it. Um, so um, I I actually had to put up an an avatar here in, in Skype. So I just pretty much took the first picture that hit me. <laughs> 
It's um, the logo of uh, the Mac Hangout 5, which is a thing I do on some Battletech conventions where I provide a, in, an area to just uh, chill out and have coffee and some some uh, some cookies before going back into battle. <laughs> <laughs> and it got really popular, actually. So people really reacted well, well to it, to just have a place to sit down and talk once in a while because that yeah. actually... If you're in a con, you're, you're out and about and you're, you're doing this and that, but you, if you get to talk to people, it's like late at night at the bar or something with those who are still up. Yeah, exactly. That's so it's, cool. Yeah, it, it was a really good idea, not by me actually. Um, not a guy on the internet had it and we, we kind of organized it together and did that. And, that, that's the kind of thing I, I often I often do. I see an idea that I like, and then I just jump on it and and take it from from where it is to to some other place I like. Same thing with my new YouTube show to plug it a little. Um, the plus again, the idea was actually by well, Jens Ranikin did a geek and hangout on game mastering. And it went really, really well, and we were all like, well, we have to do this again. And then Trailer Jody came up with the idea to do a show about it, which would be kind of like um, the old uh, storyboard show um, on Geek and Sundry, but for Game Masters instead of writers. Yeah. And he didn't have time to do it, so I did it. <laughs> and Jody's my producer now and has to take care of all the boring stuff. <laughs> Lucky. I have to do all my own shit. I thought I was like, I need to find a pod that's already established to join so I can just talk and don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Didn't work out too well. No. It's hard. It's hard to find one. Like, even on the the site that I write for, Word of the Nerd, like, they all have their own podcast, and it's, there's like three or four people, I guess, that are steady on it, but even like the one that I tried to do last weekend, I think, with them, it ended up being like eight people on it. When you get eight people on a podcast, it's really hard to get a word in edgewise. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Four people is already too much, yeah. basically. I mean, it's like sitting in a room of eight people, and it's almost like when that happens, you start breaking off and having your own conversations. And on yeah, a podcast, you can't really do that because you're going to talk over everyone else. So it's like you sit there and you're like, oh, I want to say this, but I can't because I can't get the word in to say it. No one's taking yeah, the breath. <laughs> Yeah, in a, in a video hangout or in a personal conversation, um, you can at least see who's talking. That gets really difficult on a podcast, too. I think people will be able to, to differentiate our two voices, but... Yeah. With, with eight people, yeah, who said that? <laughs> well, that's just it. And then, like, even if you think you want to say something, by the time you get a chance to say it, you've forgotten it, because, you know, it's past or it's a different topic. Yeah, it's really funny if I watch uh, any Hangout show. I haven't been on many podcasts, but more Hangout shows. So if I watch any Hangout show, it's always funny for me to, to, to see what I only said in my head. Because oftentimes I want to say something. I think it's really important. And then the conversation goes on and on. I'm waiting, and I'm waiting politely. And, um, well, um, then we're at something completely different. And I just drop what I had in my mind. But I still had it in my mind, and I had it all worked out and kind of like that. And, well, I, I actually didn't say that. Okay. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, then I could say this and then talk about this. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually had something really interesting to say uh, when we were talking about cars. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Volkswagen actually uh, does have a pickup truck. And it sells really, really well in um, South America, for example. Um, but they, it, it's not even available um, in the U.S. market or in North America at all. You can get it as an import, but really just as an import. Um, because they pretty much thought, okay, the whole segment, of, they, they did an analysis, um, market analysis, and the whole segment of pickup trucks is so full of people who are, I buy American, yeah. <laughs> that it's really, yeah, there's really no point in, in even offering it to the market. <laughs> so, no German pickup trucks for the U.S. and Canada, I guess. Yeah, well, we've got all their Chevys and Dodges and Fords. <laughs> yeah, and, and everything that's not taken up by American brands in the pickup segment is pretty much taken up by, by um, um, Eastern brands like Nissan and... Yeah, um, Toyota. Whatever. Toyota, yeah. Toyota's a big one for trucks, too. Yeah, I, I, heard they are they, I heard that they are really, really good, but what do I need a fucking pickup truck for? Yeah, exactly. If I want, if I want the big car, I get the original van, not minivan, um, like the... Um, uh, Volkswagen van? Yeah, the, the hippie Volkswagen um, is now in its fifth and or sixth iteration, I think. And they're actually pretty good cars. I love the VW buses. They're awesome. Yeah, well, my dad has one. one. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad has one with a really big V6 engine uh, in it and a lot of power, and it's really amazing to drive such a big vehicle that looks so mundane, kind <laughs> of. It's, like this, it's this freesia green, this, this really boring green working car, um, and has like 200 and some horsepower. Nice. Which is a lot of fun. And it's it's European horsepower, not those, those flimsy American horsepower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old allergy season. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to ask if you're getting a cold on top of your toothache. Well, it was allergies, and I had the... It was funny, because I took an allergy pill before I went, because I didn't want to be sneezy, because I'm usually sneezy all day long. And then I had the nitrous on, and then I started sneezing with the nitrous on. So that was really awkward. I'm like, I gotta sneeze, and they're like, oh, I'm like, no, I'm serious, I'm gonna sneeze. And I hope I don't sneeze while they're like drilling my tooth or something. <laughs> really bad, I guess. Yeah. Up until like the roof of my mouth or something while I sneeze. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't really communicate that you have to sneeze now yeah. because you put it in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can imagine some really, really bad ways to die that way. Yeah, drill goes up through like the inside of your nose. The doctor was like, "Oops." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll patch it up. <laughs> bad escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Well, I guess yeah. as the first real guest from my pod, you deserve a sticker. <laughs> Since I just got a big pile of stickers. <laughs> Great. I was just thinking of that, so I'll have to send one out to you. I'll probably okay, people thanks. to be on my pod for that. <laughs> I got a big pile of little geek lost stickers. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you tweeted about it or something. I read it. Definitely somewhere. 
Yeah. I will put it in some prominent place. Stop <laughs> <laughs> them with it. <laughs> <laughs> I will do something with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, so, oh, well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure if anything of that was really usable. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw it together and throw it up. I don't care. Most <laughs> <laughs> people listen to it. <laughs> yeah, whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really funny that you actually used some of the really weird samples I sent you for your music oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, oh, that's pretty awesome. I'm gonna put these on. Like, people have no idea what's going on, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, that's all that matters. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Lucas, the guy who um, uh, did the uh, thing you used, the uh, German interrogator Nazi thingy there, yeah. he actually quoted one really brilliant part from the German war movie Das Boot. Um, yeah. The, the submarine movie, but we, I, I didn't have the mic turned on, and he, he simply couldn't do it again. We tried, but he, he did such a brilliant impression of the person. It wasn't German, so it, it wouldn't have made any sense to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, about the part. I don't know. Have you seen the movie? Uh, years ago. Yeah, they they have to go into the um, Mediterranean Sea and they have to go through the uh, Gibraltar narrow strait thingy there, oh, yeah. um, where they get really badly beaten up and almost made almost don't make it home. And um, um, there's one scene prior to that where I think the captain um, talks about uh, what uh, how Gibraltar is um, described in the um, Seafarer's Handbook or something. It's like this really romantic vision, like it's it's the gate between the seas and where the sun settles and something like that. It's a really romantic game. Knowing what's coming up, it's a really, really goosebumps scene and he did it so brilliantly and I was like dude I didn't have it turned on <laughs> oh that sucks <laughs> yeah yeah, well. yeah. Um, Lucas and I actually did one um, one time we, we sat down and recorded like little like radio moderator takes between songs um, because one of his colleagues wanted to get into heavy metal and asked for like a mixtape oh. and so we you set up this mixtape with these little snippets in between them, and it was so much fun to try to do it another time. But the second time we did it, we, we got so drunk that most of it wasn't simply <laughs> unusable. <laughs> we were slurring our speech, and it, 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 it got really obscene, <laughs> especially myself. Well, as I said, it was pretty much unusable. The oh, first time we did it, got so much... Yeah, we had so much fun, and we really wanted to do it again, but we never got around to it, so <laughs> we have to, have to do that again. <laughs> okay, so, um, well, um... <laughs> this, is, this has been my podcast. <laughs> You've been eavesdropping on a conversation for, I don't know how long, an hour and a half. I have no sense of time today, so... <laughs> and now 40 minutes, but let's see how much usable stuff there is. <laughs> eh, I'll just keep it all in. I don't like editing my podcast. The most I edit out is, like, usually, like, coughs or long pauses. I usually don't edit anything out. <laughs> I just let it go. <laughs> don't say anything that I... No, no. I think it's fine. <laughs> Nothing incriminating. 
Can you take out the part where I, I'm a drug dealer? <laughs> Can you cut that out? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if the general authorities listen to your podcast. <laughs> well, that's how you'll find out. <laughs> Just for record, I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs> if anyone's listening, <laughs> I am not a drug dealer. <laughs> All right, okay. so uh, yeah, Little Geek Lost. You can follow me on Twitter, Cyanide with two ends, LittleGeekLost.com. Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, well, I already plugged the plot hook in yeah. on the All for Geek Alliance on YouTube, and you can follow me on Twitter at EvilDanWallace. I suggest you do. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> and I guess we'll talk next time. So, bye. <laughs>